Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ad Rod! What's happening, man? You ever get tired of that? Nope, not at all. Good, because I love doing it. You love yelling at me? I do. That's awesome. All right, happy October to everybody. It is October 1st, and a big shout-out to everyone who came out to Carolina Motorfest. We had an awesome time. It was a long day. It was a hot day, but it was a great day, and it was good cars, great, all that, you know, this good is, stuff. This is a historic half-mile oval. I mean, how can you go wrong? I mean, that's just a wonderful, just a great place. Exactly. So we'll cover that more next week. Right now we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um... Let's get right into the show. This is show number 43. We're like less than nine weeks away from uh, our one-year anniversary of doing this. You tired of it yet? Why did you look at me with those like bedroom eyes when you said, like like, like that crazy girlfriend? It's Hold, my my... Hold my hand. It's one year. Okay. It's one year. Hey, me and you, forever. Exactly. Get off me. Ew. Ew. All right, so... Uh... Out, you talking about the notorious law? Nah, I oh, you talking? are you talking about the tattooed fabricator? There we go, that one. Oh, that Jesse James. Yeah, probably a name a lot of people haven't heard in a while. Actually, you know, some of these people getting into the uh, whole automotive world may not have even heard of Jesse James at this point. He's been out of the game for a little while. Just a little while, but Jesse James pretty much paved the way for all the shows you see today. Exactly. So let's let's talk a little bit about who Jesse James is before we get in the news of what he's doing. So Jesse James uh, has an amazing career. His name first popped up as a bodyguard for several bands, including Soundgarden. Did you know that? Really? But you know, he was kind of—he played football. Yeah, I mean, he's done all kinds of crap. Uh, in 1992, Jesse James opened West Coast Choppers in his mom's garage. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we know the story of West Coast Choppers. You know what I opened up in my mom's garage? I don't want to know. A can of Vienna sausages. That's it. That's you. You don't like Vienna sausages? I don't like stand-up winnies, no sir. No, those are good, dude. No, not at all. Anyhow, so Jesse James also built and uh, raced his own figure eight race car as well as an off-road trophy truck, which I think is pretty cool. And he makes guns. Yeah, well, we're getting to that. Okay. You're, you're getting carried away. Calm down. Calm. You're excited. Yeah, you're getting too excited. All right, so as you just ruined it for everybody, Jesse James would also pursue other business ventures such as Cisco Burgers, which was located right across from, uh, from West Coast Choppers, um, his nationally published uh, garage magazine, and Jesse James Firearms Unlimited. So, yes. Burgers, guns, and chopper motorcycles. I mean, what more do you want? He's also had a ladies' line of apparel, a uh, chopper line of apparel. He's had his own uh, um, what is he, publishing business. Well, yeah. I mean, he was married to Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that that's a highlight of the career, and that's, he screwed I mean, that I up. Won't, I won't tell you something. I mean, he's dated more Hollywood starlets than I have. Yeah, he and and screwed that up. He did. Way to go. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, he made up for it though because he's got a cool chick now. What a cat? Isn't that who he went with? No, Alex, the, the Alexis Dujardin. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, from uh, NHRA. Yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, her. Yes. El Patron. There you go. Yeah, her. Yeah. There you go. That one. Uh huh. Need I? Uh, that's all you need to say. Just Google her. She's just, worth the Google. She's worth the Google. All right. So in the year 2000, an unprecedented merger happened. 
and this is where we all came to know Jesse James. Discovery made a little documentary called Motorcycle Mania. You remember that? Actually, I do. All right. Motorcycle Mania was a very, very huge hit, and it spawned something. It changed the way Discovery looked at things. It changed the way a lot of people look at things. Uh, soon after that, following the show's success, uh, Discovery approached Jesse James with the uh, with the idea of a new show, and that was Monster Garage. Monster Garage was a great show. I miss Monster Garage. I, I do. You know, it's funny because you're you know 2000. You're talking about you know 17, almost 20 years ago now. Go back and watch some episodes of Monster Garage, and you'll be like, "Oh my God, this was awesome!" And it was, and it still is. But I mean, and it was it was something totally different. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a typical hot rod show or motorcycle. I mean, they built wild stuff, and they brought some fabricators in that were out of this world. Oh, Remember yeah. the big guy named Wink? Yep. He actually passed away. All right, I'll never forget. They were doing, I'm trying to remember. Well, I George think, Barris was actually on the show one time. Yeah. Well, uh, they did a wheel-standing ambulance, and they needed like a little short drive shaft or a coupler to hook basically the transmission tail shaft to the rear end. Yep. You know, or the V-drive they put in this ambulance wheel stander they built called the Satambulance and like Wink carved one up out of like the table in his hotel room that night I mean this guy's like a mad genius yeah and and, and that show brought them out I mean the uh, 96 Impala SS they turned into a Zamboni oh yeah or how about the uh, the 5.0 Mustang they turned into a lawnmower yeah the snap-on truck that launched delivery packages up the side I mean there's or they had the Eddie Bauer Explorer they turned into a trash <laughs> oh Eddie's taking the trash out today the school bus that was a pontoon I mean you can go on forever the Helica the Helica uh, was awesome well how about the uh, the uh, lowrider they built in Folsom Prison yep that was insane that was a good one and, and then you got the hearse that digs its own graves that's kind of cool. Which, that was a flop, but they blew it up, so it's still cool. <laughs> but, I, I mean, all these great creations came from, you know, the producers at Discovery as well as Jesse James and mine. And, and it changed the game. It really did. Because from here, you know, okay, we got West Coast Choppers, and then it became Orange County. And it just kept growing and snowballing. And Discovery, they, they realized something. Oh, and, yeah. And, the, the, you know. There's money in motorsports. And now we flash forward to today, and because of all that, you have your Jesse James, you have your Street Outlaw, or you have your uh, Richard Rawlings, you have your Street Outlaws. All of this spawned from that there. Exactly. And I mean, love them or hate them, Jesse James paved the way for these guys. Oh, I mean, that's without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, Jesse James would go on to be involved with many other TV projects and even enter the competition with Gas Monkey in Orange County, the Biker Build-Off, which was another huge success. And then, you know, like we said, Discovery Channel realized how well Two Wheels would do they applied that to four wheels, and man, it just opened the market up. Uh, so many TV shows, so many great things came out of that, and it all spawned from Jesse James way back when, Motorcycle Mania. That's exactly. where it all started. I mean, that was like the the, the Sedgeway to yes. all of this. I mean, you look at Discovery Channel now, it's like two-thirds automotive. Yeah, yeah. You're and talking, then they got Velocity Channel, which is all automotive. You're talking about you know a, a channel that one time was going over to – uh, uninhabited tribes and you know in australia and going and checking out all kinds of wildlife and different things like that and then they checked out the wildlife in long beach <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and it, it quickly branched and now it's an automotive uh tv channel i mean really could you imagine just 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 not to get too far off track but this is <laughs> hilarious <clears throat> could you imagine like like a steve Irwin type guy 
going over to Long Beach. <laughs> oh, crikey. Oh, crikey. You look, you could tell by the tattoos in his hand. He's the street hustler, chopper builder, Mr. Jesse James. We see him right here in his natural habitat, building a bike. Look at him. Look Don't at him get now. too close to him. You'll anger him. Look, look at him. He's looking at his CNC machine. Look at him with his <laughs> tattoos. Oh, look. Look at him weld now. Oh, he pretty well sparked me. <laughs> oh, goodness. Crikey. Oh God, yeah, it would be totally different. That would be, that would be a great mashup. Actually, that'd be hilarious. Could you imagine a Steve Irwin Richard Rawlings mashup? Oh uh, look, a used car salesman. <laughs> Ouch. That sells T-shirts. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so Jesse James would uh, move, find himself in Austin, Texas, and open up Austin Speed Shop, uh, where he'd have yet another Discovery Channel TV show, which obviously didn't last long. And eventually led to a demise there, as as well as him getting out of the shop in general. He left the shop totally. Um, so it's been a few since we've heard from Jesse James until this past week, when my brother-in-law so happened to send me some cool information. Go, brother-in-law. So, Jesse is teaming up uh, with part of a new series uh, it's called the uh, Parley James Project. And you're like, well, Parley James, that kind of sounds weird, and it does kind of sound weird. But Jesse James is planning on joining forces with sculptor, a sculptor artist, Albert Parley, uh, Parley um, to make two sculptures. Each James and Parley will start on the sculpture, and the other one will finish it. Very intriguing. Okay. All right. Here's where it gets better. There's actually an underlying theme, um, a concept to this, uh, to this show, and it is to teach kids to do something with their hands. You know... Of all the people in the world, I'd want to teach my kids to do something <laughs> with their hands. Somebody needs to teach Jesse James what he shouldn't do with his hands. Not Jesse. I know. That is insane, though. So you're telling me he's going to have like a ghost moment with Patrick Swayze and old Demi Moore? <laughs> you know, with the mud going and the wheel turning. You see tattoos and like pot and clay going everywhere. I don't think it's going to be like that at all. But what it is going to be like... Is commercial breaks. I tell you what. And we got to take them. We got to take them. Guys, stay tuned. You just caught just the first bit of all the action day on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod. What's going on, dude? So you tell me about Jesse James. So and he's he, going to be with Demi Moore making no, like no, pottery. No, you got that wrong. You oh. got that way wrong. So he, uh, Jesse James is joining forces with uh, Albert Parlay and... Uh, what they're going to do is build a couple sculptures, and what will happen is one will start the sculpture and the other one will finish it. That's cute. And it's going to be a TV show. And as I said before we went to break, is there's an underlying theme to this show, and that's to teach kids to do something with their hands. What he wants to do is show that the industry, you know, of metalwork and all this has a lot to offer and, you know, show the value of jobs that give people self-worth and a, a good day's pay, you know? By making pottery. Not pottery. They're making sculpture. Yeah, but that that don't include pottery all the time. Okay. I mean, that's like metal sculpting. And oh, so it's gonna be like metal sculpting, like yeah, the cool. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. I feel better about it now. But here's the thing: Who do you think's picking up this TV show? Hmm. Not Discovery. Really? Uh uh-uh. uh Who would that be? PBS. All right. 
<laughs> you know when PBS is hurting for ratings when they hire Jesse James. Okay, see, here's my thing. I'm not sure if it's PBS hurting for ratings or Jesse James hurting for TV. I think it's a little combination of both. You know, and Jesse's actually optimistic about it, and I can see his point because he don't have to deal with the drama that Discovery wants to start. Yeah, because he's about, running out of stations. That's why. Well, you know, you got a valid point there, too. I don't know. I think this would be a good, uh, you know, breath of fresh air. It'll be something, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'm I'm curious at this well, point. I'm gonna fill you in on a little secret. I won't. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean I, I think it's very good. I think it's awesome to see someone in his position that has been where he has been and done the things he's done to want to do something and want to be a part of a project to help the youth, you know? I I'm, mean, teach these kids something other than tapping on a cell phone. I'm with you there. As I send a text. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm with you there. But, I mean, Jesse James is so played out. Jesse James don't care about what the kids are doing. Jesse James is trying to get another paycheck. Uh, you know what? I don't. Uh, guess what? Old, old actors get bills just like new actors. I'm telling you. And, I, and I'm with you there. you got to do something to pay the bills. But I don't know. I think if you ever watched. When's the last some... time you've seen a West Coast chopper shirt? I'm just throwing that out there. If you look back, though, at old interviews of Jesse James, he's always been very humble about what he does. Um, I, you know, I think even during Motorcycle Mania, he said in an interview on it that you know he's just nothing more than a glorified welder. And he's always kept that same attitude. That drives a, a new Viper and lives in a mansion. Well, you know, if you got it, I mean. I mean, but he's a glorified. I know, I know a lot of real welders, and they don't have those things. Well, I mean, you know. It's like you said, Richard Rawlings is nothing more than a used car salesman. He's just in the right place at the right time. And I will give you that. And, and Jesse James was that exact thing. He was in the right place. You don't at the hear right. Richard Rawlings saying, I'm nothing more than a glorified used car salesman. Do you know? Well, Richard Rawlings also is not a humble guy at all. So No. No, not poor Little Richie. Tricky Ricky. Oh, man, he's a great guy. Not saying there's anything wrong with not being humble, but he is not. And that's fine. It works for him. It's got him a long way. It is. Um, but you know, I, I, I was thinking about, I was, I was kind of reminiscing on the career of Jesse James. Cause he's someone that a lot of us have seen go from the highs to the lows, to the highs, to the lows and have watched his career from start to finish. Look, kids, a fallen star. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so bad, so bad, so bad. Jesse yeah. is. Is, and that's is, what a comet looks like. Jesse <laughs> <laughs> Jesse is a hell of a fabricator. He's a very talented guy. Not the smartest individual when it comes to love, in my opinion. No. <laughs> let me let me all right, stop right there. Let me just let me ask this question. Do you think if Jesse James ever done what he done, you know, started West Coast Choppers, became as successful as he did, do you think Sandra Bullock would ever look at him a second time? Probably not. She wouldn't date a glorified welder. <laughs> well, there goes my hopes and opportunities. Although, 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 although she did do that movie Speed, so I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> she did do Miss Congeniality. Well, Speed was a good movie. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Keanu Reeves' <is> finest. <laughs> oh, Keanu was in town? You know, this, this yes, he was. Week. Yes, yeah, he was. Speaking of that. Was he was cool. over at the Michelin building. Yeah, he's walking around doing the whole Matrix thing, I think. No, no. He was... <laughs> Uh, I only know what movie he was doing. I haven't kept Jack the Reachers. I don't know. He could have been doing the, um, was it Bill and Ted's Not So Excellent Senior Adventure? <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. Whoa! I forgot he was in that. 
Uh, well, you were like three when that came out. You know what? All right. Let me. <laughs> this is totally off subject. This is way, 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 way off subject. There was a time when Pizza Hut gave out DVDs when you ordered a Meat Lover's Pizza, and one of them was Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and that's when I first seen it. <laughs> you know you're you're going places when they give you they give you away with a pizza. Yeah, when when they're handing. <laughs> That's a valid point. God, that's terrible. That's, that's horrible. That's actually. a highlight of your I mean, career. I it's mean, it? it's a meat lovers, but I mean, that's all you got going. <laughs> that's a highlight of your career, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like dinner and a movie, kind of. Ish. <laughs> Ish. All right, man. So let's leave uh, Let's leave Jesse James alone for a second. Let's hop and uh, shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about Kia. Kia? Yeah. The Korean car company? The Korean car company. So, um, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but they're coming out with a new car, the Stinger GT. It's a very, very nice car. It is. I've actually seen pictures of this thing. It's very, very, very cool ride. It's It's an upscale European luxury car, and, it, it, you know, it's a price tag around $50,000, and I'm going to tell you what, Kia knocked it out of the park with this one. Oh, they're killing it. I'm going to tell you something. You know, we really, really, really had our back turned these Korean car companies. Hyundai and Kia are coming on strong. Yes, they are. All right, so here's the deal. Dealerships uh, will have to fix antiquated dealerships if they want to even sell this Stinger GT. All right, now let me give you a little flashback as to why. This is, uh, as we said, this is Kia's first stab at a luxury European sports sedan, but they know if it is to sell... They have to look past the car alone and look at the dealerships. I personally have uh, only heard good stories about Kia. I remember uh, someone, I, I can't remember who, back when Kia first came out strong with their SUVs or minivans and everything, I knew somebody that bought a van and they were having trouble with it and they took it back to the dealership and they actually pulled an engine swap. I mean, no questions asked, replaced the engine right there. Well, I mean, I think they really stand behind their product. I don't think that's a big selling point for them. But... You got to look at how Korean cars have changed through the years. You know, you got to think with Hyundai. You know, you look at all these new Hyundais they have out now. I mean, they're gorgeous cars. But every time I see one, I think about the Hyundai Excel. Yeah. Or or the Kia Rio. Yeah. I mean, or the Kia Sophia. Yep. I mean, the, you would buy one, they'd give you one, and stuff like that. I mean, it's all gimmick stuff. But now they've made a name for themselves, and they're making a quality car. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's just what this is about. Um, you know, and in times past. Kia's not had a good reputation. There's actually been some horror stories. And, you know, Tom McFar- uh, McParlin, sorry, editor of Jalopnik, actually sent emails out to killer Kia dealerships and got some very interesting response from them when he was asking about um, just simple questions about pricing and stuff. A lot of them um, didn't even want to give them pricing, you know. Um, he sent this generic email out, and a lot of them like hassled him about even giving them price, and they wanted to know what he was willing to pay per month before he could even uh, get a price on the car. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you someone else who's got to be paid, and that's the show. That's right, guys. So we got to take some commercial breaks. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk more about Kia's coming up here next, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on one zero six three W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Now, Odd Rod, you tell us about these new Kias coming out, and they're stepping up their game at their dealerships. Well, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, so when Kia first hit the market, um, they were uh, they were after the guy who couldn't afford, like, a Honda or Toyota. You know, they're a low-value-budget car. Yeah. And uh, customers who are not versed in the ins and outs of auto car buying, this is who they went after. They could pull the wool over their eyes a little bit, get them in a car, 
You know, they may not have the best credit score in the world or whatever, but they could give them that car. And that's what they went after. Were they the best cars in the world? I, you know, they're all right. You still see some old Rios on the road every now and again. But 10 years later, and Kia has moved out from this value brand uh, to target the more mainstream buyer. And even now they're looking at moving, you know, further upscale with like this Stinger GT. Well, the problem is their dealerships, they need some adjustment. Adjusting? Yeah, Um, I have an analogy for this. All right. So you're taking your lady out, right? Yep. And recently, McDonald's has revamped themselves. McDonald's is now the new Ruth's Chris. What? McDonald's now sells steaks high end. Like, you got to have a black tie on going into McDonald's now, right? Totally changed. Here's the problem. It still looks like McDonald's. Yeah, that ain't going to fly. Here's the problem Key is facing. You ain't going to fool me, Ronald. Exactly. Here's the problem Kia is facing. Kia is wanting to sell these up to the old cars, but their dealerships still look like they're, you know, in a used shopping center. Buy here, pay here, car lots. Exactly. So, in order to even carry this new Stinger GTE, dealerships are going to have to step up their game and revamp their whole. No, I'm talking about them spending thousands, millions of dollars. Exactly. Across the board. Well, Hyundai just recently done this, and um, here about oh, I guess five, six years ago, Chevrolet redid it. Um, you know, you got all the blue faces to the Chevrolet dealerships now. That was a recent thing, just upscaling their dealerships. And now Kia is having to do the same thing. So I think it's cool. I mean, you know, I literally, you know, obviously Kia has been around for years and years and years overseas. But seeing it come to America is something I actually got to see. Mm-hmm. So the birth of an automaker here in the U.S., if you will, and see it actually growing and becoming something major and becoming a real contender, I think that's actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, this is just part of their growing pains they're going to go through. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. It's going to be a big adjustment. There's a transition. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's what they're facing. So that's my Kia story. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So moving right along, uh, another uh, automaker in the news, Ford. What? Ford has chose. You're going to get tired of hearing about this. Ford has chose to join forces with Lyft. You know, like the Uber app. The, yeah. Like a, a lift. Call yeah, a lift. like lift. Yeah, I need a lift. Usually um, you do when you drive a Ford. <laughs> well, they're moving. Uh, they're moving to v- developing their autonomous cars uh, to communicate with the Lyft smartphone app. So you're telling me your car can get a side job now? Yes, I well, am. Like your car can moonlight as a taxi cab. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine an unmanned lift? An unmanned taxi cab. Can you imagine the freak stuff that's going to go on in there? Well, here's the beautiful thing. You can take this nice little smartphone that all of us in here have in our hands, and you can send a message out, and guess what? What it, you going to say in that message? Quick, can you freak on in my back seat? Yeah, I mean, guess what, though? It commands a car to come to you. That's cool. Your telephone. But, okay, I understand that. I got that technology there, Captain. But now what you going to do when you got two, when you got this drunk dude that just picked up this chick at the bar and they're going to call a lift and it pulls up and ain't nobody driving it and he's giving her them bedroom eyes and she's looking back at him with them bedroom eyes and they both got them Miller Light eyes and the next thing you know they get in the back seat and they try to make a baby in your car. Well, I think the car is going to belong to Lyft, and thank you for that description. But you see what I'm getting at. Do you realize the danger in this? There's a lot of danger in this. Could you imagine people going down the road watching people doing the wild thing going down the road in a car? I like how that's where your mind went. But I'm just – because I know how people work. 
<laughs> and I might have had Miller Lite eyes one or two times in my life. But you know what I'm saying. How you, how you think I met the first Miss Pitts? <laughs> but you get where I'm coming from. I mean, like, I just see this being a bad idea. I've said that about uh, autonomous cars from the get-go. I think the whole concept's I mean, a horrible idea. People ain't going to be concentrating on driving on the road. They're going to be all shaking the groove thing back there or something. I don't know. Whatever, um, whatever the kids say now. Whatever you know. Whatever the, the slang term for making babies. Yeah, for, for <laughs> making for making making sweet love. Whatever they do, you know. I think we should flash back to the fifties terms of making whoopee. Making whoopee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll think... be making something back there. But I mean, that's gonna cause wrecks. Because imagine if you're driving on the road and you're not autonomous car, and you're like, you look over and you see a butt pressed against a glass. <laughs> I'm gonna look, and odds are I'm gonna try to take a picture. They're gonna cause a thirty car pile up. You know, all because you got a car that's supposedly safer because it ain't got a damn driver in it. You know, that would cause me to maybe swerve or overcorrect. And if my you think, and if you think about it, it's cheaper to hire a lift and get a room at the hotel. You got just ride around town. Darling, <laughs> so Ford's VP uh, for anonymous vehicles said, "We're not building prototypes for the sake of building prototypes. Meaning they're serious about this. They're, they're really pushing forward through it, uh, pushing forward with it. Uh, Ford intends to put thousands of these cars on the road, and Ford's new CEO Jim Hackett um, is meeting with. How long has this guy been here? About a week." Uh, he's been there, what, since earlier this year? Or since May? Oh, so they run somebody off, yeah. Well, yeah, their former CEO, he got fired, actually, for the deal that fell through with Google dealing with it, autonomous cars. So you know this guy's treading on thin ice. <laughs> so basically you were saying nobody was behind the wheel? <laughs> exactly. Um, but he meets with investors throughout uh, this coming week to outline strategies uh, for boosting profitability. I would love to find somewhere to send an email to this, you know, with a concern. If you're not going, to, if you're going to proceed, at least put a condom machine in the car. <laughs> There's your million dollar idea. I'm just saying. There's your million dollar idea. I'll tell you. It's something that takes you. You take your smartphone and punch that in. <laughs> spit one of them out. I'll tell you what. Well, GM, Tesla, Ford, BMW, and other tech companies are all in this race to get self-driving cars on the road first. And again, I have to flash back to what we've said so many times before. I am a hundred percent against this. This is such a bad idea. Uh, I mean, you know, and now Tesla's even, or yeah, Tesla's even pushing toward uh, electric semi trucks, which eventually will lead to, I'm sure, self driving semis, well, which this, just even worse. Well, this is crazy. I mean, I've already seen the future, Robert. See, back in my my childhood, we had a way of seeing the future. It was called the Jetsons. Oh yeah. And they get in, they get in these little bubble cars. Right. Like through the air, but they still had a steering what, wheel joystick hang on, thing. Hang on. On. What kind of sound do they make? Like that, you know, it's like put it off. And what you did was, is you had a little joystick. It wasn't no autonomous self. Can I get that sound just one more time? I won't tell you something. Can I get a rev on it though? Can... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think his carbs a little clogged, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I mean, and this is the thing. I mean, they ain't no self driving. That's stupid. I agree, it's, and and that's been my argument this whole time is the danger aspect of it. Yes, you can make one stay in their lane. Yes, you can make it stop if it needs to, but you know you look at Equifax just got hacked, and you know all my information got took. And w- what happens when a hacker decides to hack these cars? Oh, you know it. I mean, kids are getting so smart now, and all of with all this computer stuff, anything can happen. You tell me you want to go to Piggly Wiggly, they send you to the Walmart. And that's that's a real tragedy. I'm just saying. I mean, what are you going to do? You just going to walk up to your car and be like, hey, send me to the 
Whatever. I mean, it's just, I mean, it makes no sense. Well, man. then you flash back to a couple weeks ago we were talking about Ford, and what they're wanting to do is actually make removable steering wheels and pedals and have a placement for them in the trunk. Let me paint this picture I'll tell you for you. They need, they need to remove. They need to remove their head from there. Never mind. Okay, anyway, yeah, I'll get back yeah, on this. Yeah, go back to that later. So, all right. So you're sitting there and you got your steering wheel and your pedals in the trunk because you want leg room for this trip, and all of a sudden your car gets hacked, and all of a sudden this car starts acting crazy. You're driving to Baghdad. What are you going to do? What do you do? I mean, what can you do? Die. <laughs> I mean, you kind of at their mercy, unless yeah. you got a button or something, or maybe what do you call for help? I'm riding around like speed. Yeah, yeah. it won't go below fifty. Keanu Reeves is going to show up. <clears throat> He'll jump off from another car onto it and like just hang on, hang on, guys. Keeps driving straight, you wildcat. I mean, I don't know, you know. Exactly. So, yes, again, I'll say, and I'm sure we'll talk about this some more. I am 100% against this. This is such a bad idea. I agree. All right. So, wow, I think we got a quick second. Time for a little culture shock. You ready for this? Culture shock. It's 2017. Can we all agree on that? Can we agree on that? All right. So, 2017, Saudi Arabia has finally allowed for women to drive cars. Come on. (laughs) How about that? Women's livers take that. What, what? And we complain about America and how strict we are here. They can drive cars. You know what? I bet you they would stand for this nation's anthem. That's all I'm saying. What they need to do is send old Shirley Muldowney over there. Exactly. They'd be changing a lot of things. Yeah, you got that right. So automakers are standing to profit from this, though, because Uber and other similar apps are not so much. 80% of their customers are uh, women. So Uber and other apps like that are going to take a huge hit. But, you know, car, car dealers are going to be now marketing toward the women. So this will this will change a lot. That's very cool. That's very, very neat. I tell you what else is really neat is keeping this radio show going. So we better stop for this commercial break. Sounds good to me. All right, guys, stay tuned. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Odd Rod! What's going on, dude? I almost called you by your government name. Don't do that. I got warrants. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, we done talked about the news. We done talked about these self-driving cars. I had to go take a nerve pill because I got so tore up. I seen, I seen the concern. You seen that vein in my head popping out. I did. I seen the concern within your eyes. and You know, you got emotional there for a sec. It did. I was it, worried it, about it, you. It hits me right there in the pumper. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to talk about where we're going to be at in the next couple of weeks because uh, we got a busy schedule following out the rest of the year. So, uh, next weekend, no, I said that wrong, two weeks from now, October 15th, uh, Hot Rods and Happy Hour will be at Ruby Tuesdays for our last show. No more lettuce? No more lettuce. That's right, guys. This is the last call for the Hot Rods and Happy Hour cruise, and we got a lot of big things coming up we're working on. And you know what? Me and Odd Rod just like to take a break every once in a while. I know we look like a bunch of hardworking guys, but we really ain't. No, we're not cut out for this whatsoever. Yeah, so, so we're, um, we're, we're, we're doing away with cruising right now, but stay tuned. we got some bigger and better things coming. But let me remind you, you're not going to want to miss our last cruising. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be huge, and we're not going anywhere. Trust me, we're still going to be hosting shows all next year. Just we won't be at Ruby Tuesdays anymore. Um, Ruby Tuesdays has been great to us. We love all the guys there. I love the Garden Bar. The Garden Bar is epic. I'm going to miss that. I'm probably going to have to go over there. One more time. Spring Mix. Iceberg. Romaine. And what's the last one? That cabbage crab. Uh, It's spinach. It's 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 Popeye juice. But, um, yes, we've had a great time there. Everybody that's came out, it's been awesome. It's been real fun. 
But this is the last one, and we're making room for bigger and better things. And, guys, you're not going to want to miss this. We're going to have a blast. Uh, Rob and I won't be doing the live radio show from there. Um, we're going to be hanging out with you guys. We're going to be out in the mix and just having a good time. It's going to be a great show, guys. All right, moving on past that, October 21st, we're going to be down in Lawrence at the high school for the Lawrence FFA uh, car show. I'll tell you what's really cool about the show. I actually was talking to Brandon, the guy that's heading this show up. They're even having a classic tractor show there. That's it's awesome. A, it's like a big fair. I mean, it's going to be a really, really cool thing for the fam. It's a great thing to check out. You need to ride on down to Lawrence. It's gorgeous down there anyway. And like we talked about last week, um, when you finish up with the show, cruise on over to the Nostalgic Station. Good place to take a picture with your car. Good place just to check out in general. You know what? Just support your local car show. How about that? Exactly. Yeah. Well, just support your local car show. Somebody needs to put that on a t-shirt. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. We'll make that happen. <clears throat> <clears throat> this guy. <clears throat> All right, guys, October uh, 31st through November 3rd, we're out of town. We're heading to Las Vegas to beautiful SEMA. In Sin City. In Sin City. I tell you what, it's going to be a fun time. Like I said, guys, you're not taking the back seat. You're going to be forward and foremost, see everything going on in Vegas, everything we see. We'll keep you totally posted on the Facebook page, Instagram, and via the radio show. Absolutely. We're going to have a great time out there, and that's where we get to meet a lot of people and uh, touch base with a lot of people and line up a lot of cool interviews for you guys. And that's the coolest part about going. It's fun, but honestly, I could pick better things to do than walk 15 miles every day. I know. Oh, I could, no, it's a lot of fun, though. I know I could use it, but it's a lot of fun. Um, but we're out there doing things and making moves, in all honesty, for you guys. You know, to bring back home, to bring back home part of that experience. Uh, the people we get to meet, you know, we want to get all Jesse James humble on me over here. I'm sorry, man. I'm just all I am is a glorified disc jockey. That's it. That's I, all I, I am. I'm just being real. I'm just being real I'm with my listeners a, right now. I'm a glorified radio personality. That's all I am, man. Just glorified. You can't get raspy enough with me. I know. You, I can't. I can't do it. Don't 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 don't, don't out rasp me, boy. Be like, hey, it's Hot Rod. What's and up? You're, and you're listening to Hot Rods in the Happy Hour, right here on 106.3 WORD. Listen, that's not like a late night not, disc jockey. You, a little, you sound like one of them cheesy strip club disc jockeys. <laughs> no, but seriously, we're gonna be out in SEMA. We're gonna have a great time, guys. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, definitely gonna want to stay up on our Facebook page for that because we're gonna be having tons of fun. And like Rob said, we want you there for every part of it. So stay tuned for that. And then the fun show. When we get back, we don't get a break. We no go breaks. straight back into it. November eleventh. We're going to be down uh, down in Commerce, Georgia, at, at the, the Atlanta, Atlanta Dragway. Dragway. I got it. At the Atlanta Dragway for the I'm Southern so Super Heavy Shootouts. Guys, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll preach about it next year. This is the coolest event for your 4,000-pound and plus cars. Car show, drag racing is the only event for us to shut up. Um this is an awesome event. I mean, it really is. To see, you know, to see station wagons like mine pulling the front wheels off the ground. I mean, just things like that is awesome. All your Lincoln, you know, Mark I seen, I seen yours pull the back wheels off the ground the other week. It was jacked up. Uh, okay, we're going to go there? That was funny, though. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Mm. I did, well, but you, that, that, actually, is, that actually wasn't a fun time doing that at all. But you know who was there with you? It was you, and I thank you for that. I thank you. Don't touch my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're not that kind. But I'm going to tell you what. I rode out of my buddy Jeff Giles' house. And he's got lift there. I'm going to feel you, Jeff Giles. He's the man. He's the man. He's got lift. And what we've done, and it took us like four and a half hours. With him, it took like two minutes. So, 
He's the man. He's the man. I'm telling you. And a lift is nice to have. He's got a bad, 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 bad Mazda mini truck. Oh, yeah. One of the coolest little mini trucks around. Exactly. But anyhow, guys, November 11th, Atlanta Dragway, Commerce, Georgia, Southern Super Heavy Shootouts. Not going to want to miss this event. Going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, Rob and I are going to be up in the tower doing the emceeing for that event. Calling all the action. Calling all the action. That's right. All right, guys, moving on. November 18th is going to be the 15th annual Christmas for Kids show up at Hendrix Complex in beautiful Concord, North Carolina. Great show, great cause, guys, helping the Shriners out. This show always pulls between six to 800 cars every year. Super good turnout, solid auctions, great music. Of course, we're going to have Robin Oddrod MC in the event. It's going to be phenomenal. Now, last year, and I don't know if he's going to do it again, last year, and it was cool because this is my second time I got to go in this. Last year, Rick Hendrick actually opened up his personal car collection, which is an invite only on a normal day. And this is a really cool opportunity, and I, I hope he opens it up again this year. Um, you see some amazing cars in Rick's collection that you, you're probably not going to see again. Well, he has, a six, he has every color combination you can have in a 67 Corvette in yep. stock. Yep, uh, and both convertibles and a hardtop. Um, you know, obviously I think everybody listens to this show by now knows I'm a B-Body guy. He's got the 92 Impala SS car that was built by John Moss for the SEMA show of 2000, or I mean of uh, 92. Do you have John Moss's like autograph? I do, actually. I have it on a 96 Impala SS owner manual. Yep. You're a sick man. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, so like, like you're like, like the guys that flock to Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> you're like those guys for John Moss. It's, it's bad. It's but, I mean, the guy created a great car. It and, is a wonderful car. I do like it. I like B-Bodies. And, um, you know, Rick Hendricks got the 92 mule car, as they call it, with the 510 cubic inch marine motor, with the dual throttle body set up. And then, of course, he's got his 95 Impala SS that's built like none other. Um, he's got both of those cars in the collection. Like you said, the Corvettes. Some of his cars from his earlier days. You know, just uh, in, the, in the whole complex itself is pretty awesome. There's buildings all around the outside that kind of showcase his life. Um, so it's a really neat well, thing. Well, there's a say. fully operational Dairy Queen inside. Yeah, there's actually a legitimate Dairy Queen. It's on Dairy Queen's registry. It's but, it's a, not, but it's not open to the public. Exactly. No Dairy Queen for you. But, uh, I mean, it's an amazing place, and, and you can't take pictures of it, so there's never an opportunity to post pictures. You can go online and catch a few here and there. Um, and Rick's done some interviews from within it that kind of show a little taste of the background. To my knowledge, there's never even been a full tour of that thing on TV. Uh, no, no, there hasn't. Um, so if if which, if they uh, give word that that's going to be opened up, I will be posting that online. And if you have the opportunity to go up there on November 18th, if you don't go for the cars, if you don't go to help the Shriners out, at least go to check that out. At the very least, to go check that out because it is absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that right there is worth the trip. It's worth price of admission. Oh, yeah. Um, so moving on, December 2nd, our last show of the year is going to be over at Hawks Motorsports. Another great show. This is going to be their second annual toy, uh, Toys for Tot Drive. Um, as we said before so many times, you know, they've done a lot last year and cannot wait to promote and really push that forward this year and keep pushing it to be a bigger event and raising more and more toys for Tots. I'll tell you what, that's a great cause, guys. Like I said, Christmas comes around, there's a lot of kids that's not getting things. But guys like Hawks Motorsports, looking out for the kids. Absolutely. 
All right, guys. Well, we got to wind it up right now for this segment, and we'll be back, uh, and we're going to get into the meat of the subject right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. That's right. We're going to be in the movies, guys. Stay tuned. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.